Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Cantina MX Football Podcast. I'm your host tonight, Jaime Landeros, episode 345. I got to talk about VAR. I got to talk about VAR because it's ruining the game. We had two really good games over the weekend, anticipated matchup, and then the referees ruined it. We're going to talk about that tonight. We're going to talk about some potential suitors for Chivas as there are a lot of rumors flowing around. And just talk over some results that happened and are currently happening because it's midweek and we have some action going on. Well, before I go any further, let me welcome Joel to the podcast. Joel, how we doing? Hey, what's up, Jaime? Pretty good, man. I was, um, I got to catch some of that classical tapatio and uh, a bit disappointing. Uh, not the result, it was kind of expected, but just, just, uh, as you titled the the podcast, the VAR results, man, that's, yeah, sucks. Yeah, and it's definitely something that, uh, it's been bothering me since, since that game, Chivas, uh, against Atlas, Chivas hosting the two in a row champ, Atlas, and a lot of people going into the match thought, hey, Atlas are going to win this match. Like, Chivas haven't won a match this season. Atlas are the champions. Be campeones. But uh, in the end, uh, Chivas were able to hold off and, and get a draw at home. Of course, not with its controversy. Very early in the match. I mean, we're talking like <laughs> like nine minutes into the match. Uh, Luis Reyes, Hueso Reyes. Had like an interesting tackle, not even a tackle, but he was going after the ball and uh, the Chivas player stuck his head out and he kicked him in the face. It wasn't like intentional, but he did make contact. Referee stops the game, goes to VAR, takes forever. And this is my issue with VAR is when you look at it in slow-mo, when you look at it out of context, when you look at it when it's not at like game speed, it looks malicious. It looks intentional. It looks like this guy's looking to like break faces out there. But in reality, it was a very quick play. And, you know, it. I don't think it was as malicious as, as it looked like on slow-mo. But the referee decided to make this an interesting game. And within nine minutes, already ruined the Clásico and, and sent off Luis Reyes. And in my opinion, as sort of a makeup call, he ends up giving... Uh, Miguel Ponce, a red card right before halftime. And it basically just put a sour, sour taste in everyone's mouth, man. Like, I'm not a big fan of the way Liga Mekis is, is utilizing VAR. Yeah, I believe he got suspended for next match week. The, the ref did. Yeah. I don't know, like, how it works, but I'm sure the committee is, like... I'm sure they're required to like review every like red card that happens in the in the week, and I'm sure they looked at that and said, "Hey, what the what the fuck were you doing, man?" Yeah, and and also, I mean, I can imagine, especially a team like Atlas, probably filing a complaint, you know, and them as they as they should, you know, as they're entitled to, mm-hmm. but they seem they seem more likely to do it, <laughs> and. Uh, they do have some sway at the, at the, um, even though the guy's not there anymore. Remember the, the head of oh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
He was like, yeah. he, he was uh, <gasps> well connected with Atlas in some matter, <gasps> stepbrother or brother in law or whatever. Yeah, I imagine they still have some hookups. Yeah. So you know, these are these are matches that everyone's looking forward to looking at all all weekend, and. And obviously, like you have the referee become the the antagonist. That's that's what you hate to see. You never want to see the referee be like a game be about the referee. And he made it all about himself that day. And unfortunately, that wasn't the only match where where this was the issue. We had a very controversial. Uh, are, are they calling this like the Clásico Joven, the Cruz Azul Toluca game? I don't know. I don't know if they. Yeah, they've always called it that because it's like. Pumas, Pumas America is the clásico capitalino, oh. in the capital. Um, Cruz Azul America could also be called the clásico capitalino, but mm-hmm. since they already attributed to to Pumas, they wanted something, something to sound fancy, and they call it clásico joven. Mm. I never, I never liked that name. It could just be clásico man or yeah. I think with England they use Derby. I, I think Derby is if you're crosstown rivals. I'm gonna have to ask the internet. Derby is but, uh like yeah, crosstown rivals, yeah. And, well, and this they're not really crosstown though. No, they, but they are somewhat <laughs> they, r- they, close. They, well, they play in the same stadium, so. Well, not no, it's Toluca, Toluca Cruz Azul. What? The Toluca Cruz Azul, they're not, they don't share the same stadium. I thought you were talking about America Cruz Azul, Azul America. No, I'm talking about Cruz Azul Clásico Toluca. Joven. No, when you say Clásico oh. Joven. See, I w- that's why I was asking because, like, I know, oh, like, okay. I know, Ch- I know Cruz Azul America, there is like Clásico Joven, but I thought there was a Cruz Azul Toluca like rivalry. Maybe not. I never knew of them having oh. a rivalry. Well, there was definitely uh, some animosity in this one. It was an entertaining match, you know. Cruz Azul took the lead early with uh, Ramiro Funes Mori. He scored his first goal in Liga Mekis. And then Jean Meneses tied the game up. Marcel Ruiz caught a really nice ball uh, right before halftime. And, and Toluca got the lead 2-1. And uh, Cruz Azul didn't, you know, give up. And they fought back. They tied the game. And, you know, it, it felt like, you know, this was a, this is a worthy draw. But... The referee made one of the worst calls I have ever seen in my life. Jurado was clearing the ball. It was a cross. And he just punched it out of the air. And I guess the way he, like, landed, he accidentally, like, stepped on a Toluca defender or uh, whatever, attacker, player. And it went to VAR. And when you look at this play under VAR, oh, man, it looks malicious. It looks violent. It looks like Jurado was, like, kung-fuing this guy in the leg. But in reality, this guy was not thinking about how he's going to land or, you know, he wasn't even thinking about the other player. He was just looking to get the ball out of the out of the box. And it, unfortunately, you know, he did he did step on a, on a Toluca player. But under slow-mo, it just it takes it out of context completely. It looks malicious. It looks intentional. It looks violent. And the referee decided to to not just award them a PK, but he also gave Jurado a red card. And they had just subbed out everybody. They ran out of subs, so they had to put a, a field player in in the in the goalie position. And and oh, Toluca ended up winning. 
because of that call. And uh, it just it just ruined the game, man. <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen a, a field player take the GK spot. And he ended up doing pretty good. <laughs> you know, when I was a kid, mm-hmm. I used to get really excited when that happened. I'm like, oh, they're out of subs. Oh, my God, they're going to put a like defender in there. Oh, I used to get excited, bro, because then that's when like the goleada would come. Well, sometimes it's like some of these players have some experience in that position. You know, it's not like they never played yeah. it. But yeah, it's still you're not used to we're, well, we're not used to seeing that. Yeah. So yeah, it's always something that catches our attention. Yeah, and my my issue with VAR is like it's completely the referee's discretion. At the end of the day. It's not like they do it in American sports with, like, football or, like, baseball where each team has, like, one challenge and they can, like, challenge the play. No, this is entirely up to the referees. Like, this is their call. And they can do this as many times as they want throughout the game, and that's the part that really pisses me off, is, like, at one point in the game, it was, like, they were just laughing because they kept going to the replay. They kept going to the VAR. And it, like, it just ruins the game. It completely kills the tempo. Then you got to add like 10 minutes of stoppage. And the, the and then the biggest issue is like they still make the wrong decision. After all that, <laughs> they still make the wrong decision. And it ha- and then they had to overturn it after, like you mentioned um, with that Chivas game. Same thing with this ref. They suspended him and they actually gave Jurado like they, they pardoned his red card. So he's going to be eligible to play. And uh, that's crazy, man. That is so crazy. Yeah, the refereeing. A while back, there was all this controversy of saying that it was like poor quality, but overall, it is um, Mexican Liga MX refs. They're pretty decent compared. Like when we look at when we look at some of the things that happens in other leagues, so it's not that bad. But I'm thinking with VAR, there's still. Just still having some issues. I saw a clip of, uh, was it a Boca game where the referee went to VAR? <laughs> and he, like, looked at it, and then he looks like he's going to, like, assign a penalty, and he just says, that's the game. <laughs> he, just ended, like, he just ended the game. Like, he's like, I have dinner planned. He's, like, this he's like, fuck this, man. I, I gotta st- <laughs> this, this isn't turning into, uh, what is it? Buffalo Wild Wings commercial. <laughs> when they, they keep extending the game. Oh, um, dude. I saw that. I'm like, okay, maybe we're not that bad. But we're still pretty bad, but not that bad. <laughs> yeah, I think with barring, it's, it's still fairly new. I think uh, we're still seeing some. I, I, I think eventually they could iron it out if they want to. I think, um, yeah. And they will have to because... You don't want it affecting the, you know, the game to that point where it's going to ruin matches. That's that's one of the, you know, that's like the main attraction in the IMX. You know what? This might be a, a controversial take or maybe an unpopular opinion, but I miss just not having VAR. Like, as shitty as the calls were, as... 
the like there's so many things like in history that would have never happened if if var had existed back then like down to like one of the most iconic goals of, of the world cup the hand of god with maradona yeah like var would have ruined that right and even like even if it was to our own benefit you know if we had var established in, in brazil when Holanda beat us because of the PK that, you know. There was a PK, though. <laughs> I don't know, man. But I'm just he, saying, like, like I wouldn't even want it. I wouldn't even want VAR. Even if you were, if we were to get the right call, like, I wouldn't have wanted it because that's the beauty of football is, like, there is flaws. There are mistakes that the referees make. And we just have to, like, learn to live with those mistakes. You can't, you can't go back in your re- – like, I wish I had VAR in real life, bro. Like, all the times I could have avoided a bad date or uh, a messed up, like, relationship. Hey, let's go back to the tape and, like, let's actually see. Like, dude, you don't have a redo button in real life. So, like, that's part of the game. You just have to live with it. I agree, Jaime, but I think it's going to stay. And I think um, between VAR and I think with with the new, I think they're going to have that rule for more than three, Right. More than three subs, which I always been for. I've always felt they should have been at least five or six. You think so? Yeah, I do because it improves the quality of the game. You know, players get tired after a bit, or some of them are playing injured or hurt, and it, it can affect. I, you know, I do think it can maintain the quality. It could maintain like a, a high quality for a longer period of time. I I think what would be really interesting is if you were allowed okay, three subs, one like emergency sub in case like there's an injury. But then how can you prove like the guy's actually injured? So like that would be kind of an issue. But I would like the idea of being able to bring somebody back into the game if they were subbed Ooh. out. I think that would change the game way more you know it's like in basketball how they take out yeah. the starters you know at the end of the you know towards the rest. The, yeah so like imagine if you had like Cuauhtemo bro like <laughs> hey bro give us like give us the first 15 and the last 15 like you good bro like go get a smoke break go drink a beer and then let's put you back in the game <laughs> I do I do think I I would like to see something like that I it do would, think dude, uh, that would change the whole game <laughs> Yeah, it, it definitely would. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. With the rules, a lot of these rules, you know, have been changing throughout time. So football hasn't always been, you know, it, it hasn't always um, stayed the same. At one point, there was no no subs. Yeah, that's right. So if someone got hurt, you just were down a you man. You were just down a man. Yeah. Uh, and then there was also no red card or yellow card. The fuck? You know, it was, yeah, there was none. Um, <laughs> I think. You just like fight I, someone on the field? It was like a gentleman thing, you know, like you were just supposed to not be dirty. Mm. Um, and I think the 1970 World Cup is when they first introduced it. Interesting. And so, I mean, 1970, that's not that far back. Um, 50 you know? years, yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, we, we are seeing some of this stuff uh, that's been changing. And I do think some have improved the game. And I do think 
I do, I do think more subs would would keep teams more competitive just because some of these players get tired or, or the coach could have messed up and he, he's like, oh, man, I, I think, you know, he, he messed up because he put in this player and he figures like um, this other one would, would just, you know, because I, I, I think it would, let, it would let the coaches do that, like tinker a bit more. Yeah. And, and it would and it would like, truly show like which coach can adapt and, and evolve on the fly. Not after the game, not post game, not like, hey, let's review this match and see where we went wrong, but like actually making the adjustment real time and being like, okay, there it is. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's that's. I mean, I I, I don't know. I guess it remains to be seen. Uh, sometimes league kind of request, like they can request if certain rules can be adapted for them. Uh, Certainly, kind of MLS have shootouts. Mm. You know, <laughs> I you know as 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 a lot of people like to make fun of the MLS for trying to be different and like doing those shootouts. I would fucking love to see that. I would love to see that. I would love to see like these players just like completely make a fool of themselves. <laughs> how many themselves, how huh? many PKs would have Ronaldo missed if he had a shootout instead, bro? I don't think Chicharito oh. would have been able to score one penalty kick if they, <laughs> they made him do a shootout, bro. Uh. I don't know, man. It's it's shootout. I, I think for these strikers, you know, it, it, it's, it's kind of easy. It's just one uh. one on one who who could like run out, you know, run run out, you know, he could. He doesn't have to stay on the. He could run out. Yeah. Well, like hockey, you know. Yeah. And I, I saw. I remember seeing the shootouts early on, and I remember seeing one because Hugo Sanchez was playing with Dallas Burn. Oh, that's right. And this dude, he instead of running, he flips the ball, and he started walking while like juggling the ball between his feet. Kind of bouncing it, like when you know how they're when they're practicing. Uh huh. And and then the goalie, I guess, runs out, and then Hugo just volleys it and scores it. Like, it's <laughs> too easy, man. <laughs> but that guy's control was just insane. I mean, damn. I wonder if I can it, find it. Yeah. Probably Dallas Burn, Hugo Sanchez shootout. Uh, the first video I found was him doing a Chilena, which I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah, dude. The game needs to evolve, but in the right way. I, as much as people didn't like it, I, I did like the gold, golden goal. El gol gana, you know, as, as much, oh, yeah. as much as it like, you know, a lot of people think, oh, it ruined, it ruined the game. Cause you got people that park the bus and then they get the like well they deserve to win man like if they were able to get the last goal of the game like good for them i I think it's fun but i'm not (laughs) i'm not uh i'm not against it (laughs) yeah um yeah bavar man I'm, i'm glad that they are holding these dudes accountable uh because those were terrible calls and, and and I'm glad that they were able to like say actually no these referees are gonna be punished for for what they did, 
Um, we've already had some like mid action this this week. Uh, in fact, Atlas lost to Juarez, which is a big shock. And uh, I didn't even know Jesus Duenas was playing for Juarez now. It's crazy. Juarez just picked up a bunch of like old rejects, man, that nobody else wanted. <laughs> they got Carlos Salcedo, they got Talavera, they got Fabian. You don't think Chivas could use a Duenas and a Salcedo? I would love to have. <laughs> I would even love to have Talavera, bro. Yeah. They got Carlos Fierro. They're giving everybody a chance, man. <laughs> no, I think in seeing those players that we're mentioning and, and being over there, it just shows how much more difficult it is for for the goats just to get even even other Mexican players. Yeah, I don't know who to blame for that. I think that's Belaz, bro. No, man, there's no one to blame. See, you gotta you, know I mean? you gotta blame somebody, man. No. <laughs> That's like like the weather because it's raining and it's like who who can we blame because it's raining? No, you know it's just the weather, man. And I think that's just how the league has changed, where <clears throat> you know the league changed now and became I would say it became more competitive because before you had teams that sucked and they just sucked and they would get you know they would get some beatdowns. You don't really see that that much happen where it's like certain teams are losing three, four, you know, by goleada mm-hmm. or they're constantly below the table. We'll see teams like Puebla have some pretty good seasons. Even Morelia, well, it's not around. Let me see who is, who is around. <laughs> Puebla, um, Querétaro, you know, at one point was also like we get into Liguilla. And then we have like the teams like the Santos, the Pachucas that that became um the little edges that mm-hmm. could. Yeah, they managed to to rack up a couple of ships. And so, you know, it, it's kind of showing just how how competitive the league is, uh, top to bottom. And so I do think we're kind of stuck with that whole thing that the small teams are always gonna suck. And I don't think that's the case when when you have an opportunity to bring in that many foreigners or like have like eight. So it's sometimes it's easy for them, for these teams to to bring in five, six players per transfer window. And you basically have a whole new team. And out of those players, you could be like Pumas and end up with a Dineno or, you know, players that end up just balling them the way Morelia had. Ridas. And so that's that's one of the things that I think, you know, obviously hurt Chivas because of their policy. And so with, with now you see these smaller teams all of a sudden, you know, and, and at, at the same time, we have to look at what's happening like in South America and all these countries that are like broke. So it's easy, like the players are cheaper, right? Because Back then, those leagues would try to hold on to their best players as well. Mm-hmm. And it, now, with with just how the economy is in a lot of those countries, it, like almost anyone's up for grabs. So now even uh, a Querétaro or a Puebla could even 
you know, it's like it's like they're like like they're shopping now at the, at the at the big boy store. You know, they're no longer like waiting for the scraps. <laughs> but I I do think that that's that you know that whole thing changed has has changed the league. I, I would say for the better because you do want a league that's more even and competitive, top to bottom. You do want that. And, but I think that gets ignored when we talk about Chivas, when it's like, well, why are they having such a hope? Because, you know, all these teams that were punching bags, they're, they're not around. They're, they're not, you know, they're not, they're not around as they used to be. Every now and then you, there's a team that just drops the ball and, and they end up having a very, very poor season. And, and that's the other thing where the league said, okay, we're going to try to get rid of that. And why they got rid of relegation and started to put like some type of restrictions to make sure that they didn't end up with teams like that. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Because uh, I think uh, there was talk about relegation coming back. So we'll see. We do it. Yeah, and, and, and it's kind of a safe bet, relegation, because it's like okay, maybe one team's going to get relegated because, like, the other teams can't even... There's only, like, what, four teams that could get promoted? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? That that have the... Pre-wec- prerequisites. Think, yeah, the approval now. <laughs> yeah. And and so, like, let's say you... Let's say you get relegated and that season none of the teams that could, could get promoted won. Do you get relegated? <laughs> There's no, there's nowhere to go. You just take a timeout. So that's gonna be interesting to see as well. My best mm-hmm. guess is it's like, well, there's there's no one to challenge. There's no one to take the spot. So you, you know, you get you get a get out of jail free card. <laughs> I like how they do it in. Uh, I want to say they do this in Germany and maybe in the lower divisions of England, but they take one of the teams that was like relegated and then they allow them to fight for their life against like a team that's trying to get promoted. And like whoever wins that game gets to like either stay or get promoted. I think that's pretty cutthroat. I would like to see that. Like imagine like, like Juarez gets relegated, but then they have to play against Leones Negros. And like, if Leones Negros beats them, then they earn the right to like get promoted. But then Juarez can like still save their season and, and try and beat Leones Negros. I think that'd be really cutthroat. I think it's cutthroat for the second division team that invested so much and then kind of won. They win the league and then it's like, but not really like this, this team is getting a second. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know why they do those things? It's usually to protect the big teams. Yeah. In case one of the grandes has a shit season and you have like a second chance to mm-hmm. not, you know, yeah, I never like that. I like straight <laughs> relegation. I would even get rid of the percentage, the mm-hmm. tabla de porcentaje. At the end of the season, the the worst team is out, and then yeah, put, you know, promote another. Like, fuck one. averages, dude. Like you had a really shit year. Like you deserve to go. Yeah, but uh, but at the same time. I do agree that the second division would have to be pretty competitive because you don't want to end up with like 
a Lobos Bull out, you know? Yeah. And I couldn't afford, couldn't afford, like, I think they couldn't even afford to, no, they couldn't get a TV contract. Mm-hmm. I don't think they could afford, they just, they were just missing so much money. They couldn't afford to keep the team in first. It was pretty sad. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they were hijacked because that does happen. Like not hijacked, but like, like uh, kind of mess with because you do have these top promoters and and the the TV people and all that. They're kind of in cahoots with each other, mm. and it's like sometimes they'll try to force people to sell. Which this is gonna segue into your favorite topic, Jaime. <laughs> but we see we saw something similar happening with Veracruz, where. A lot of the league owners wanted him out, wanted Goody out. And he was sort of like holding the team hostage. I don't know if you remember, he was even threatening at one point to spill the beans. Really? Yeah, he was saying, like, yeah, you guys mess with me, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to tell. <laughs> wow. um, yeah, it was a while back, but the consensus was that he wasn't liked and they didn't want him. And they sort of like forced them eventually. They kind of forced them out. But I kind of I kind of wouldn't be surprised if that's what happened with like Lobos Buab, where they're like, all right, man, we're gonna we're gonna bust some moves and like take the franchise away from, from these owners and set something up somewhere else. Um you know that because I think what was it? Atletico Madrid alluded to this. Oh yeah. When because they sold the team back, um, was it San Luis? I'm not sure. Yeah, they said how it was like it was going to be difficult just because of like all the politics within the league. Hmm. And, and there is, you know, there is a lot that goes on. We, for the most part, we don't see it. Sometimes we get like little snippets here and there, you know. But if you if you collect them long enough, you kind of kind of get a, an idea of what what happens a lot of times. Oh well. Yes. You say oh, that. Buenas noches, by the way, to both of you. Oh. Buenas, Buenas noches, noches, Ricky. My favorite Chi hermanos. <laughs> you see, you, you say that, but then there's there's gullible fans out there that criticize the multipropiedad. Knowing that the ascending teams, that's what the, the Liga MX fat cats are worried about. Owners not being able to pay the players... Yeah. Or the teams. Well, the fans criticize that, but they don't see the other side of that. Like you you mentioned Cody. You're, yeah. Like uh, he, all that happened when he spilled the beans about that double contrato nonsense. Yes. And that's when. Well, he, wait, he you think it's nonsense? Are you saying that? Oh, no, I don't think it's nonsense. I'm saying that's. Oh, it's nonsense that it exists. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Well, I mean, it's to evade taxes and whatnot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, he no, was. But pe- people, the fans criticize like Grupo Leggy. 
Well, you know, you know, I don't think they criticize as much as they criticize Televisa. Right yeah. when Televisa had Necaxa and San Luis, and they kept those teams very competitive. And yeah, the media would always would always like like allude to things. And I don't see it happening to that extent with like Orlegi and Atlas. And Pachuca. Um, yeah, yeah, Leon. Even though Caliente. it's the the exact same thing, they're doing the exact same thing. And but I think because they were just hating on Televisa, and you had this like, uh, you know, this group with uh, Jose Mamon, what is it, Fernandez, and a fight sense, and and that they were like the Tebasteca group, and they always that was kind of their claim to fame to just attack anything, anything Televisa. It was, and they did it for so long. I think people just started believing. Because Ricardo, I even fell for some of those lies of like when they would talk about los campeonatos that America stole and whatnot. And you go look back and you read the, you could even see the comments from the coaches or, or see how the game was. And, and it was like, it wasn't stolen, you know? Um, one of them with Morelia. It was, it was, to, yeah, and they were attacking, they were just attacking and it's, it's kind of like a lot of that stuff to an extent we're seeing it with Chivas right now where they're like, they're trying to get the owner to sell and and they're just like, you see the media always saying, oh, they're not doing shit. And it's like, they've done a lot. They're not doing, I would, I would agree they're not doing probably better, but in part it's like, because they're limited. It's not because they don't want to or they don't know how. Just, they're just limited with what no, they No, they have. don't know what they're doing. <laughs> I mean, no. No. <laughs> Amaudi does not know what he's doing, bro. This guy's got, he's, he is not uh, a competent owner. I agree with you, Jaime. And, Joel, you said <laughs> they're doing a lot. What do you mean by a lot? Okay, because we got to we gotta look at where the team This is was. a grande, remember? Wait. Well... I would argue that, and even though that's my team, that they are not a grande. Oh. <laughs> Historically, they are. Historically, they are. For especially, and they mean a lot to the league. But as a club, they're more like a mid-table team. And, and they, they've been there since like the 80s. They're like a mid-table team. They win one campeonato every 10 years. That's not what grande, you know, you don't see Real Madrid winning one one championship every 10 years. Do you, know? do you guys mind if I play my soundbite? I have soundbites too. <laughs> I don't mind. I do not mind. Just one, and I'll leave. I promise. You, 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 could, you don't have to leave. No quiero sus abucheos. Lastiman y descontentan. Quiero que solo crean en mí y yo haré lo demás. Oh one of my, my favorites. Oh my god! <laughs> so wack. I'm trying to like forget that ever happened. And thanks, man. You're welcome. <laughs> I thought I thought like this guy won in the league. Like he's gonna put Nino Polla somewhere. Oh no! Oh my that, god! That was, like, that that was, was last week, Hoyle. Come that on, was man. so bad. <laughs> this week is Torbe. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, that was last week. 
Dude, uh, that video was so bad. Oh my god. Which, which, who are we talking about now? We're talking I'm about. Talking, the, I'm talking about Fabian. I don't know what Jaime is talking about. Okay, yeah. No, talking I'm talking about the the they they interviewed this this guy after the game after America Pumas game. Oh. Yeah. oh. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious, dude. And he was like, he's like, no, estoy con mi, con mi sobrino or something. And he's like, el más chingón. El más, el niño más, el más chingón. Cabrón. Yeah. He's like, grítales, grítales, ya no puedo. And he starts crying. I'm like, bro, it's not that serious, man. That, that's what makes our league special, Jaime. That's why I criticized Joel about MLS. MLS will never have that. Those magical moments. Fight and win! Come on, bro. They got that. What I I like is is the kids looking at, I don't know if it's dad or uncle. Yeah, that was his grandpa. Oh, he's he's seen him crying and then the kids start crying. And the other guy with the peed pants was his uncle. He's like, I I chose wrong. I chose the wrong team. Ganas me dan de llorar, se lo juro perder con el América. Es lo que más... Pero amigos, eso es lo importante. Eh, no importa la, la edad, el amor a su equipo tiene que ser eterno. Y con fidelidad siempre. <laughs> you know what, what makes it even funnier for me? The guy the guy interviewing them is holding a soda. <laughs> <laughs> like, is he, is he a journalist? Or is, does he yeah, have he's a, just like a podcast a, or something? He has a YouTube channel. Oh, he has a YouTube channel? Yeah. Football like, Gourmet. He's, he's drinking out of a plastic cup. Bro, that was like one of the most like cringiest videos I've ever seen, bro. That was so bad. You gotta put that up with the Gonzalo video. Oh, yeah, Gonzalo. <laughs> this one's worse, bro, because like yeah. the little kid one is funny too when and it's it's messed up because the whole family is laughing at him. Oh <laughs> it's a Pumas kid and then Yeah. What's wrong? And he has his shirt on, I think. If it's on, no sirven para nada. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Where's El Pastor? He was saying Pumas were going to be contenders for the title. No way. Who? I told you guys, those RG guys are duds. Um, Pastor, he said. Oh. He said they brought in the Boca guy that had been in the selection. Oh, yeah. I said, if he landed in Pumas, you know, coming out of those two giants, he must be, like Ricardo said, a thud. He must be damaged goods. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they brought some other guy. I can't remember his name. And then Danny Alves. But oh, yeah. I don't know what happened at Una, man. I don't know if they just started partying a bit too early. It's traumatic, man. The you can't. Family. You can't create that kind of loyalty in in MLS, bro. You don't have kids exactly. crying. 
You don't have All right, lads. But we, we don't need to turn this into another versus. Uh, it's um, always a good time to shit on MLS, hold on. <laughs> but don't you think it? You guys find it uh, suspicious that that uh, Bumas is in the shitter and what well, was his name? Uh, Cheekies. He doesn't call it anymore. <laughs> I don't know what oh, happened yeah, to our boy Cheekies, man. He's... Yeah, he he semi retired. <laughs> he semi retired from from the podcast after that three zero beatdown and then losing to Barca. Whew, we're not gonna see that guy for a year. <laughs> he, by the way, he started this podcast. <clears throat> fun Cantina fun fact. Yeah. Now he does ASMR on his uh, personal YouTube channel. <laughs> 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 so America, they won today, right? They beat Pachuca three zero. They didn't beat Pachuca. They pork Pachuca. Oh man, <laughs> three zip. Henry Martin, bro, is he the real deal? What's happening with him, bro? He keeps scoring goals. Told you guys last week. You got to threaten him with Chivas, and he'll turn into uh, Ronaldo el Fenomeno. <laughs> If you keep this up, we're going to sell to Chivas. Oh, okay. I'll start scoring goals now. And Cabecita showing up, too. You just have to give him a little time. Mm. And the Sendejas. Mm-hmm. Chivas reject. Chivas. No, that's not, he's not a Chivas reject. Chivas dropped the ball with him. That, that's what happened. Well, they found out he was uh, butt buddies with... Um... What's that guy's name? Pulisic? They're like, oh, I've got to let you go, man. You don't think he'd be a good asset for Chivas right now? I mean... The way, the way he's playing? I'm totally... I'm, I'm already used to Chivas throwing away, like, jewels, like Alan Cervantes and Sendejas. They've, they've, they did that with Sabah, too. They just, they just get rid of players that were like, there's nothing wrong with them. They're just like... And, you know, it's better for their careers. Sendejas would probably wouldn't even be playing right now for Chivas. He'd be on the bench. Well, he left on on a free transfer to Necaxa, so you guys lost money on that, right? I thought it was a loan. Was it a loan and then? I don't know. I have no idea. So I guess we can put that myth to rest that Chivas takes you to the national team. <laughs> it takes you to Europe. Yeah, I do think that was exaggerated to an extent. I do think if you're like, um, if you're a player like, oh man, what's the kid's name? He's at Toluca. You just mentioned him, Jaime. Ruiz. Marcel Ruiz. Ruiz. Yeah, there you go, that guy. I do think if you're a player like him that's like up and coming and then you land at Chivas, I do think the spotlights will be on you. And then that that could help you, but I mean, you still have to, you still have to perform. It's been a long time since I've seen like a external like signing like flourish at Chivas, and like not actually end up with career suicide. It's been a while. It's... Yeah, um, who was it? Uh, Rafa Marquez. Rafa Marquez. But we've had plenty of flops, man. Este, ¿Cómo se llamaba Ochoa? David Ochoa, what was his name? 
Oh, I know who you're talking about. Had the fucking best pre Carlos Ochoa? Had the best preseason. Got us to like Interliga and all that. Yeah. That and they just uh, yeah. just completely fell off the, the face of the earth after that. <laughs> he, he Aguirre took him to Osasuna and he he couldn't hack it there either. Yeah. We've had players like Israel Lopez. People forget Israel Lopez played for Chivas. We've had I forgot him. Luis Perez. We've had uh we've had some players that come and win, just like it just didn't work out, man. This can't be a coincidence. You, you guys just keep ruining everyone. They're not used to playing with only Mexicans, man. It's it's a different locker room environment. I think I think sometimes I think with Chivas, one of the like especially in this past seasons, I think it's been just how the club has been too like they had the coaching carousel where Vergara would just keep firing and bringing in coaches and then they'll like mid-season bring someone else and I, I know that affects players because it's like you were brought in under one coach because you wanted to play a certain way and then another coach comes and plays a completely different way and he might not see you as you know you're not needed and so I do think that's that was a big part of of lacking you know, the team lacking continuity. It's some of the things where I, I have praised of like Pachuca and Santos where I said their team doesn't revolve around like the coach. It's it's the, the directiva that sets everything up. The structure's there. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's why like Pachuca, they had that horrible season. They brought in, but they kept like the players. They kept a lot of, like they already know what youth are going to get promoted or need to get a shot. Then they bring in a coach and then they, you know, and the very next season they're already playing really good. And it's, you know, a big part of it is they're not starting from zero, you know. They don't have to rebuild. They just, you know, they just is have that, to fix a few things here and there. Is that what Hans tried to do with Chivas? No, well, not Hans, the whole the whole group that came with Vergara. Because when Vergara bought the team, he brought in like... Nestor de la Torre, Juan Jose Franchi, um, Ibar Cisniega. There was a group that was involved, and they they did bring in Hans to kind of help restructure with the youth. Uh, so he was overseeing the youth uh, project. Although he he, other Chiarmanos give him all the credit for the youth that came out, but those players had been with the club since like the mid to late 90s. So they had already been being forged. Um, he does deserve some credit in that he he pushed for them to get uh, the playing time. But, you know, it was it was other coaches that have been working with those guys for years that they, they kind of get left out. <laughs> but like, did, yeah, no one... Didn't they, like, <clears throat> ask him a question and he, like, didn't understand it? Because, like, hey, like, why'd you even, like, Put this. Why'd you make this substitution? Like this guy hasn't. Debuted. Oh, that's, that's me. I yeah. asked him. Well, the way he he what he set up though was that, like from the youth, which is like very typical in like Colin, where it's like all the teams play the same. Mm-hmm. So the the 
the reservas and the youth team and all of it, they all play the, the exact same as the first team. Like they had the same they, like formation. Yeah, the, the same formation, yeah, everything. The same, same style, so, everything. Yeah, so that when you get promoted, you just, you know, slot right in. You don't have to like adapt to other tactics or, or mm-hmm. whatever. So, yeah, I was asking him about this one because I, I got to meet him at the um, at the Home Depot Center. I don't know what it's called now, at the Galaxy Place. And uh, this was like before Chihuahua's USA's first game. There was no one there, dude. I, I showed up to pick up a press pass and the uh, um, press manager's like, oh, the team's training in, in this, you know, in this cancha. And I go, dude, and it's like it was empty, dude. I didn't know one was covering the team. Damn. And I go there, and it's, dude, I remember it was really hot. And I saw Hans, dude, and I was like, let me let me, let me go mosey on over, man. Let me go. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a while, but eventually I, I started talking to him. And um, there had been this game where she was needed to win to, uh, to get into Liguilla. And they were losing, and they were, I think, a player down. And so, the, the game's already ending, and he brought in a, he he put in a youth, you know, with almost no playing time. And I'm thinking, what what the fuck, you know, is it, is did he give up already, and he just wants to give Hovenil playing time? But the the dude, I I can't remember that guy's name because. He didn't. He got injured and then he sort of disappeared. Um, and I asked him why. Is it Avila? No. I, one of those man. Um, I asked him like, why? Why are you bring in this guy? You know, like, what did you tell him? Like, you know, like, how do you motivate this young dude to like coming into this game where it's like they're losing and he has no experience. And I guess he's looking at me like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, what <laughs> kind of, kind of fact talk is this? And I was like, <laughs> I was, like, he's like, he's like, well, let me just explain. He's like, I'm like, he's like, they, that's why they train every day. I don't have to tell him shit. He knows what to do. <laughs> like, that's what they train for. So if I put you in there, that's, that's, you already know. And it's like, and I kind of saw the difference because, you know, like, I think Latin America where we expect you bring in a player and you expect to pull something out of his ass, you know, to like to do some some individual play or something like that. And I guess that's where I was seeing the game as opposed to to then where it's more of a collective, you know, mm. like the group thing. And so it was like he just put him in because that's the spot where they needed to put a player and, you know, he just trusted that. Like I was gonna do good, which was like that's the other thing where you're not gonna see with the coaches. Oops, sorry, se me se me cayó el micrófono. So you're not gonna see with the coaches of like that they're just gonna trust the juvenil to know what he, you know, to just do what he has to do. Like, we don't we don't see it often. It's like here it's losing, like let's, let's seniority bring, and proceso. Yeah. Yeah, let's bring in this petardo because he's, you know, like Aguirre, I'm going to have to use Aguirre, one of my favorite coaches, but, you know, Max is losing to the U.S. And he brings in that petardo Luis Hernandez who hadn't been doing shit. And it's like, why are you bringing this guy? 
you know, is he hoping that he's gonna he's gonna have some fire left in his ass and he's gonna relive some of his glory days? <laughs> he neither him and I think Aspe was the other guy he brought in in 02 and they're losing to the US and he brought in these two old dudes they were already like on one leg and it's like um, you know okay, or, kinda... or your guy Vuse who just refuses to play young players at all Vuse, hey, where where is Monterrey right now <laughs> where are the young players but in Monterrey you, you, Ricardo you know we his numbers at Chivas for debuting players and giving youth playing time were very good. They did. Uh, they, Except for Nene Beltran, bro. He almost single-handedly hmm? ruined Nene's well, career. He wasn't going to. But, but you know what? He, he wasn't going to have like. like that, that always happens where a coach has the group of players they prefer. And then another coach, you know, prefers other players. So I do think that happens. Um, but o- overall, he did give a lot of youth. He did debuted a lot of players, and he did give a lot of young players a lot of playing time. See, that's an interesting point you brought, that experience you had, Joel, because that just shows the disconnect between European football and Mexican football. They view, they expect the player to be a total professional. Like yes. That's his mindset. And it's like true. you said, you're like you said yourself. You like you were expecting him to maybe motivate him, get a papache or things like yeah, that. Yeah, he was. <laughs> and that's what, that's the problem with Mexican football. They always give him shit for. These guys aren't professional. Yeah, they got to hold. You got to hold their hands for everything. He he did. Um, La Puente talked about that, and they were asking him about like the Mexican player, and he said that you kind of had to coddle them. Mm-hmm. And I do think it's part of it where it's like, like part. I think where it's like it's our culture, bro. It is. I do think it is, and I think with with a lot of the coaching where there's like, like they hold back on young players too much. If you look at a lot of the leagues in South America, they debut players at 15, 16 a lot. You know, there there'll be eighteen year olds that are starters at had already been playing with the first team for like a year or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and you don't see that in Mex. It's like you're debuting. It's, it seems like you're debuting at 25, you know. You're talking about a joven, joven promesa and he's 24. <laughs> <laughs> what yeah, I, I, don't, I don't understand that. I mean, what are they scared of? The, you're either going to sink or swim. Are they expecting every young player to be a superstar? Or? It's the... It, here, well, not here, but in Mexico, they they value like seniority is like a thing there, man. Like they that'll get us nowhere. They really do like yeah holds that like standard of like hey, like he's older and more experienced than you, so you're gonna have to like wait your turn. Like yeah, they they really do overvalue like seniority. I did, you know, and I, I'm gonna go back to Aguirre because I thought he did the exact same thing again. When he left, he kept playing Franco, and he had a, an on fire Chicharo man. That Chicharo was like that dude was scoring everything. I, he yeah, he was scoring anyone man on the non everything. He he put something in front, and this guy was he said on a nun. <laughs> <laughs> he 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 was man. He, he's scoring with France. He scored on. He's scoring goals on our any team, dude. He's 
he he's showing he was the real deal, and I do think he messed up. And he had a one-legged Franco man who was like, it's kind of sad to see because that guy really wanted to score and he just couldn't. He was like crying. Franco man. was such a bad <clears throat> choice, man. It was, but I think because he got there injured, you know. I I think had he yeah been like he he got injured, but I, I that's that's where I I do feel he messed up. I think he. He did, he, did it with, he did it with uh, with the goalie situation, too. He took Oscar Perez and made him the Over starter. Ochoa, though? Ochoa deserved his shot, man. But I I do think he deserved it, but I think sometimes with, with like, goalies, some coaches prefer a goalie with more, like, personality, like, more commanding presence. And I don't think Ochoa had that back then, you know? I don't think he's ever had that. Players. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know. Now I don't. Cause isn't he the captain right now? Ricardo, is he the. Is he for, the Mex- for the Mexican? For the national? No, team? For, for America. For America, man. Yeah, he is, but he he's shouldn't got... be because he's washed. He... <laughs> yeah, I but never I... Liked him. I never liked him. I always thought Adolfo Rios. He couldn't tie Adolfo Rios. Oh, Adolfo Rios was Ooh, my favorite ladies. goalkeeper, man. That guy was. Yeah, did he ever get his? Oh, he did. Did he ever get his shot at the national team? I feel like he he never. Dude, Copa America '97. Watch oh. Copa America. Watch the game against Brazil, dude. They they <laughs> lose to Brazil, but neither Romario nor nor um, Romario or um, Ronaldo were able to score on him. Mm-hmm. And he must have been. He must have. I don't know, man. Ricardo, maybe you could you could refresh my memory. He did like between two or four. One-on-one saves against Something those like guys. That, yeah. Against mm-hmm. those guys, and he he would do like Ricardo says, a Cristo, where he'll come out and he'll stretch his hands, dude. Like he'll take some hard, you know. Like how Osvaldo used to do. Some, he'll take some hard balls to the chest. Don't don't think wrong, Ricardo. He Osvaldo. No, I, <laughs> I I don't know if Osvaldo, but man, I love for real. Just Osva- sacrifice Osvaldo, that was like his like he would signature move. Ah, well, Adolfo Rios had, you know, he yeah. just... And, and they would hate on him because he was a little shorter, but if he was a inch, at least an, an inch taller, man, he'd be in Europe. Adolfo was Rios was... He had to be under six feet, right? Yeah, he was I like five he, nine. Was, Oh, he was even more impressive because wow. I always thought he was... five I nine, thought bro. He was He's such least, a great player. I always thought he was at least six feet. Damn. He no, was he was short, bro. He was a short yeah, guy. He was a short. He was a short. Keeper, Wait, how yeah. tall is, is? There's no way he's shorter than Jorge Campos. No, Campos was like five eight, five six, bro. Campos five six. Wow, bro. We did have a bunch of midgets as goalkeepers. What the fuck? Like I know, I, dude. I know Campos he was, was short. Hockey, I didn't know he was too. that short, bro. What? Yeah, he the... was I short. He, was, he probably wore Doctor Show. Lips. Wait. Oscar Perez was, he had to be like. Five I know he was between 5'8 five and 5'9. Five five, yeah, he was another, yeah. 5'7 and a half. Five, <laughs> these guys down there. Damn, bro. <laughs> and they, they always favored that bum Campos over my guy Rios, too. Yeah, they did. At, at, the, at, the, at that point, Rios was, Rios was a way better keeper. Campos was just. He was just like all attraction, 
by then just because of his he, name and his because he wore that dumb jersey. Gampos was but, one of a kind, bro. There'd never be another goy like Gampos. Uh, come on. Who, what do you mean? What you other? What other? I can't, prime. dude. I cannot name another goalkeeper in the entire sport that would get subbed in as a striker. Well, what did that oh, get? But he, did that club, but he did that at club level, not yeah, not like not, not even Chilaver. Chilaver, who was really good at taking free kicks, like they he wouldn't do that. Take the free kicks, but but he wasn't a striker. I don't know, bro. I, I think people I, romanticize that about him. That yeah. he was old. He'd play all over the field. Like he wasn't he was an overrated goalkeeper that held oh back my guy. Oh my god, dude. I don't know overrated, man. I think he's not overrated. dude. He was he he got world recognition for his skills, bro. He did good saves and he he was he was playing way above, you know. He was five uh, six, bro. <laughs> he was a good keeper, but I'm saying going into what was it, France ninety eight. By that point, Campos, he had been just looking bad in some of these teams. I think, where was he playing? Puebla, I think. He wasn't even in the top team. And and Rios was at the top of his game. And I do I do feel it was like kind of politics played in. Mm-hmm. And they left him out. La Puente leaves him out. But then La Puente ends up with Rios at America and they win a championship. He got the yep. bronze trophy for world's best goalkeeper in 93. Yeah, but is it from the IFC or something like that? IFFHS. Yeah, that's, that's some dude that's like that the in the basement. like All-Star trophy <laughs> now, man. That's, no, that's some dude that runs it. Like, I don't he think was, it just sounds official, dude. Peter Schmeichel right? was the number one that year. And were the, you were, 93, you 93, said? 93, yeah. Oh, man. You said third place? Third in the world. Um, that, that must be publicity. How, he, was how at, would he, uh, be over... he was at Pumas. Yeah, no, that that, that that place has been debunked, Jaime. Wow, Chilavertz, he won in 97. Chilavert at that one. And 98. Holy shit. He was my favorite keeper to watch. I would watch Vélez Arsenal games just for yeah. Chilo. Mine was Khan. Khan was a fucking maniac, bro. Oh, oh Oliver Khan. One of my favorite soccer pictures when he's standing over uh, Donovan. Oh, he looks man, like that... the Terminator, dude. Donovan's like... Look, I, I don't want to be controversial, but when, when the guy back in the 40s, when he was describing a certain race of people that was perfect, I think he was describing <laughs> Oliver Kahn. Man. That guy's a badass. Oh. Total badass. <clears throat> I don't think there's ever been any other player in, like, Mexico that's gotten that kind of award, bro. That's crazy. That's the only time. That, that's the only time. That's not. That's not an official award, though, Jaime. Come on, bro. It's not. Check. That's the only. That's the only award they have for goalies. Goalies don't get no recognition. Yeah, but it's some dude running it. It's sort of like a transfer market doing awards. <laughs> it's true. They just, so so they would just you say he's fancy. the best goalkeeper for Mexico, Jaime? Of all time. Yeah. Would you say that? I would say. That's what the world thinks. Uh, what do you think? I don't know, do man. You know, We've had. You know that's Campos, the one. Campos rates, 
Larios Iwasaki above him. That's the one yeah. position. My pops too. He tells me about him. Larios. Larios Iwasaki was in playing second division when he and he played the World Cup for Mexico. Yeah. That's how good that guy was. He was playing canicas, dude. He was playing in the llano, and they said, you know, you're playing World Cup. You know, Mexico has never had a problem producing, like, really good goalkeepers. That's the one position that's, like, always been, like, solid. I would say, like, from what I've seen, uh, I have to go with Osvaldo Sanchez, bro. I know he's, like, overrated, but personally, I think he was the best goalkeeper I've seen. Disagree massively with you. Rios top all-time, then Larios, maybe Ochoa third. Ochoa's definitely not in the top five, bro. He's a top five. Nah, bro. Ochoa's not that good. He, he's not the best, though. I'll give you that. I'm, he, I'm not blind Ochoa, for that. Ochoa is... Oh, Jaime, come on. This dude was Ben Hacker, JB M18, and he stayed playing since then. I, I think Ochoa, I think because his flops... You know they could they go viral because people just like to mess with him. Yeah. I do think he's dude at the World Cup. He's been flawless for Mexico, man. I, he shows up every four years, but and that's all I need. That's all I need. I mean, that's a running America. joke, right? He shows up for the World Cup. <laughs> yeah, and that's all I, he plays in America. He could he could fumble there all day, every day, and then at the World Cup. But just, I, you know, that, that's the thing. whole point, though, is like to have a goalkeeper that was consistent for both club and country. In my opinion, the amount of times he saved Chivas and Mexico, I think it has to be Osvaldo, bro. Osvaldo's the only goalkeeper that kept an entire clean sheet for a Gold Cup tournament. The entire tournament. Was it uh, 03? Yeah. Wow. I was there, Jaime. Uh, Who would you pick? Who's your best goalkeeper? That I've seen, yeah, uh, it's Rios. Rios, but that's that I've seen yeah. because I, I, you know, it's hard, hard to judge, not seeing other uh, mm-hmm. tournaments, and I do think that Rios being left out a lot, and I would say political reasons, and he didn't get to be in some of these tournaments, so he, people don't remember him as much, and then he played at Veracruz, and that sort of like you know, and then Necaxa too. Yeah, but I, I think just uh, he was my favorite, man. Same, same. So I was sad when he ended up at America. I was like, why? <laughs> why, dude, why? Wait, where did he start his career at? I think that a cruise. I'm not sure. Oh, That's Wasn't he a He was at Pumas, wasn't he? Was he? Oh, man. But did he even play? Yeah, he played. Pumas. Okay. Ricardo might be older. Veracruz. You might be older than I think. Ricardo, how old are no. you? <laughs> I just hit 30. Oh, damn, dude. You sound way older, man. Yeah. You watching old YouTube videos or are you watching <laughs> from no, five-year-old? I, no, I got a bunch of old-timers that would give me knowledge and ah, they pick up you, videos at the Tiangis and shit like you, that. You absorb the knowledge. Of course. Yeah, man. That's because, yeah, I don't... I don't some of that stuff's hazy for me. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's what. That's why you, when you try to bring a big up MLS, I know the shit show it used to be, man. <laughs> I, I went to the first games. It was something else, yeah. 
Uh, let me see, man. Yeah, he started. Wheels, man, that's, he that's started at Pumas. It's no wonder, no wonder. Um, Ricardo's thinking of Hitler. This guy's name is Adolfo. <laughs> Bofo too, man. Bofo also named after a ruthless person. Mm-hmm. Damn, 1966. You're right. He was a Pumas, but dude, see, that's why I'm thinking Ricardo must be old. 85 to 90. I was like, damn, dude, you, you're taking <laughs> no, time in no. their way back because that's when he was at Pumas, 85 to 90. The earliest game I remember was 91. An uncle Sheesh. of mine invited me in 91. I didn't see it though. I remember he invited me to a bar. I didn't go. I'm glad I didn't. But <laughs> probably would have made me a Pumas fan. That was the final Pumas versus America. Tuca scoring from outside the box. That was um, a good goal. And I don't, I, I've seen it like a long time ago. And then I didn't really see games until like 94. So I had like just snippets of games here and there, you know, mm -hmm. um, past that. But yeah, I didn't remember till he was in Veracruz and that was like in the mid 90s. So yeah, oof! Damn. You just took us, you just took us really far back. <laughs> That's alright. We like we my, like doing that here. My first memory of Liga Mekis was uh, '97 when Chivas beat Toros Nesa. The final. The yeah. final. Damn! I was not expecting that beatdown. Bro. And that Toros Nesa is one of the best teams I ever seen play, man. Them and Toluca were just fun to watch. Oh, man. Yeah. Seeing Gusano Napoli score, like, what, four goals? Dude, that was that was when I fell in love, man. And Toros so, Nessa had fucking squad, bro. <laughs> yeah. They had, like, a European player, right? Maybe just his name? Lusenhof, or who are you thinking of? Probably, yeah. No, he was Argentine, but a European player? No, it was probably him. Because it sounded like it was like... Federico Lusenhof. Yeah. There had been some Germans around that time. I know one of them played in the Caxa. Uwe Wolf or something like that. Some... No, what was his name? Ricardo will probably remember. He had been at Real Madrid. And he came in and played like a season at Pumas. No idea. Turco Mohamed, bro. Pony Riz. Ah, Pony Riz, dude. Miguel Herrera, bro. Mira el piojo, dude, with the mullet. Turco also had a mullet. Wait, are you guys talking about Pablo Larios? The goalkeeper? Yeah. Yeah, we were talking about him. Oh, okay. So he was on that team too. Damn, I forgot. He must, yeah. Uh, Early, like the first team. Fucking squad, bro. Here it is, Bern Schuster. Bern oh, Schuster. yeah, 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 yeah. Javier Saavedra. Damn, dude. Squad. Yeah, cool name too, man. Toros Mesa. 
Her jersey kind of sucked. It looked like the giant logo all wow, over that, that jersey. Iconic, bro. I came out, but it sucks, dude. I think they could have a sicker looking bull, dude. Just... Yeah. My uh, my family moved to Netzawalcoyo like during their formative years. Yeah. So, so I had a I had an uncle that was like a big Toros Nessa fan, and oh, you're watching the game with him. And like <laughs> I, every time I see him, I make sure to re- remind him. <laughs> were, you, were you watching the game with him? Uh, n- no. Did you say you saw the final? But I do, I did, uh, I watched it at home, but then, like, the next time I saw him, I was just, like, I kept bringing it up. <laughs> yeah. I was, I, that's ooh. the one, that's the one team I wish they would bring back, you know? Like, that would be such a great team. They need to bring back a bunch of teams. That's a problem with Mexican football. There aren't enough teams around the country. I agree. Like, I agree for instance, you, you take a city, like, like uh, like I would travel to Reynosa a lot to work, and it that that's a huge city, man. I know it's dangerous, but that city could use a football. What town. kind of work do you do? Hmm? <laughs> what kind of work do you do? Oh, I would travel you're, for. Uh, you're a mule. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, the I'm a what's it called a contractor. All right, all right. Or another city like uh. Mexicali. That's a huge city, man. There's no football around it. Hmm. Aren't they baseball? They're like more yeah. baseball. Yeah, and, and yeah, that's and that's another problem. A lot of these cities are like on like on the west side or if you want to put it that way of Mexico. Like they're huge mm. baseball town baseball areas. Mm. Yeah, I remember like traveling around there and I, I went into a store I wanted to buy the the newspaper to get the soccer news, and and there was like three newspapers, like different ones, mm-hmm. and they they all had baseball in the front. And I was like, "What the? I was like, yeah. what, what kind of madness is this?" See, <laughs> see, see, you say that, well, but I think that's something like Chivas should they should scout over there because if you notice, a lot of uh, players from like the Culiacan area. Yeah, yeah there've been some great players, man. Like Omar Bravo, Borghetti, and who else? Like uh, I remember Patino, Cristian Patino. Like, and that's like an untapped like area for players that no team just the well, they no. got Dorados in there, man. Like, I th- I think it was like that for a long time, but I do think in recent times they did started scouting more. High and wide, like they started like scouting the whole areas. Mm. Um, I I do because then you even um, that's something that even like Bielsa did when he was at um. Shit, where was yeah, but he brought it when he was at uh, New World, mm-hmm. where him and um, God damn, I forget that other dude's name. He he's he's one of the youth. He was one of the youth scouts of Boca Juniors that he found a lot of the gems. I forget his name, but he was with Bielsa back in those New World days. And um, he, and they talk about how they set up a grid and how they were going to scout all these regions. And so when he went to Atlas, they did the same thing. They set up like a grid and, and yeah, they brought, you said Borghetti and that's, they brought him from like over there. 
Yeah. That's where that's where he started. But I do think some teams then later, you know, they paid attention or they they, they caught on to that. Sim- yeah, they did similar things, and and you had like they they would do like um they would put like soccer schools. Like I I think because I know like for example uh, Carmona from Toluca, and I think mm-hmm. he was. He was from Jalisco, so you have the team from Toluca finding players in Jalisco. Do you know? It's like, so I do think they're poaching from each other now. Like, there's a kid from America that they just sent in Europe. Like, he's from from Culiacan, too. That, uh, they just sent a kid to Europe, uh, they just announced today. America becoming Mexico's cantera, slowly <laughs> but surely. Yeah, you guys are like loading somebody out, right? Yeah, to a Belgian club. What's his name? Uh, I got it right here. Dagoberto Espinosa. He's eighteen. <clears throat> Which goes to my another to another point I've brought before. These kids don't want to play in Mexico anymore. They want to go to Europe. Dagoberto Espinosa. What a weird name. That's a, yeah, it's weird. Belgica. Well, good for him, man. What uh, position does he play? I think he's a midfielder. Interior, interior. Okay. I've seen him play. He's pretty good, but that's sub. Uh, that's youth. That's a youth uh, league. So take it as this guy's not even on Wikipedia well. yet. Yeah. <laughs> Transfer market. You got so many diamonds, man. It's <laughs> unbelievable. Where's Wama- Wamuchil? That's in Sinaloa. Oh. Interesting. Good for him, he's, man. He's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's another player that's going to Anderlecht from Santos. Oh, yeah, I've seen that Campos, right? Omar Campos? I believe so. You see, Joel, there there are Mexican <laughs> players, man. You just got to tell your owner to stop being a cheapskate. <laughs> no, nah, it's, it's, you know, I'm part of the politics. I've been saying that. Um, the There was a segment. Like, well, three to four million. Day? So if he was to go to Chivas, that'd be like seven to eight. Yeah, that that's part of it too. But they were doing um, I saw in a spicy soccer football picante that dude uh, Huerta was trying to be controversial, but he's bringing up old shit. And he was saying how all these Chihuahua players coming from from the one same agency. Promo food. Yeah, he was talking about. But that has been known for a while since that dude's been around. Uh, but Mariano Varela, I believe. He's just trying to steer the pot some more. Um, I, I don't. I think he should do more digging before bringing that up because there could be more to it than just, you know. And I, I do think they're kind of. She was kind of vetoed from a lot of, <clears throat> you know, from a lot of players because there's only like three or f- three or four like very prominent promoters in in the whole Liga MX that control a lot of that stuff. And so if you're not in their good graces, good good luck finding players. Um, 
I but I've seen that. that episode, Hall. He named the he named like half of the Chivas team. Really? Yeah, but I mean, to be expected. And a bunch of those Tapatio kids. I mean, do you think Chivas has the luxury to just deal with one promoter like that? It's not luxury. It, it could just be more of like how beneficial. How, how do they protect themselves? You know. Mm-hmm. And then they might have like something set up with them. And so then they just, they do like the legwork. They do that part of the work. And then the team just doesn't have to, you know, worry about hidden fees or any other stuff. True, but man, if there's any club in Mexico that should be working with everyone, it should be Chivas, don't you think? I, I do, but I don't think everyone wants to work with them. I, I, I've been saying that I, I felt like there's been like uh, just the clubs been getting attacked and this whole they're going to sell the team, it's it just resurfaced again and mm-hmm. people are pumping up that Glego guy and making it seem like he's the savior. And it's like, I, I just think people go with the hype. See, I, I was listening to W Deportes while I was at work today. And, oh, that's, uh, a good, that's a good station, man. Yeah, they're always talking about Disney uh, <laughs> and stuff like that. <laughs> and they were mentioning, now they now that I think about it, that they were bringing up some good points. I mean, if you think about it, Chivas, it, 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 the way things are going right now, the way the moves they've been ha- have, uh, having, it's kind of, they are going through like divorce court with the, they mentioned that lady, the... Angelica. Yeah. Angelica Fuentes. Her, yeah, that both her daughters... Yes. Like, they've been going to court throughout, throughout well, this whole time. Her, they, when, they when Bergara, yeah, when Vergara passed away, he left his two daughters that he has with Angelica. Mm-hmm. He, he put them in his will, but he did not give them a part of Chivas or Omni Life. He must have just given them money or property or whatever, but he did not. And for obvious reasons, because it's like they're young and he knows the mom's just going to take control of that and use them to mess with with that even more. Mm-hmm. And so, and so, yeah, that's what she's been in court for to get her daughters a piece of that pie. And she's the one that's just, she caused a lot of problems and she's still causing problems. Is, is the Rue Deportes, that's, it's from TJ, right? No, or am it's I Mexico. getting it wrong? It's Mexico City, but okay, they have like reporters from all over the country. That's right. I, I, because I think uh, um, way back when one of my older friend I had, and he used to, he had a radio, and I don't know how he did it, but he used to get the frequency for, for like TJ, mm-hmm. like one one station from TJ or something. And he would listen to like, I think that's that's what he would listen to. It's a good station. Where you where you pick it like online? Yeah, online. I got the app and everything. Oh, nice. Oh, that's that's the good thing of online. Yeah, there's still some that are like really good for info like that, because a lot a, a lot of other ones are just like they have no substance. Yeah, it's just all hype. They they won't go into ESPN Deportes. Yeah, that's what they 
Because their bread oh, and butter yeah. just just exaggerating shit. You Alvaro know? Morales. Don't hit on my guy, Alvaro Jaime. He's he's a troll. Yeah, he's a troll, bro. Hey, <laughs> America hasn't won since he since he joined. He he took the Cruz Azul curse and transferred it. I would boot him out, man. I would start the petition. I like his anti-Chiva rhetoric. It, it, it <laughs> I makes bet me you giggle. Do. <laughs> no, he is going, a good troll. No lie. Go, going back to that to that Chivas um, to that point, I was telling you about the W W Deportes. You think yeah. maybe that have because they, they did mention that like the the um, the Gara, he doesn't want to buy any players because then they're gonna look into the books because of the ongoing lawsuit. <clears throat> Uh, I don't. I mean, that kind of makes be, sense. They that don't. could play into it, yeah. Because then they're they gonna use, be like. Well, that could make like, more sense why they use that that mm-hmm. that pro de food or whatever they're called. But that's not working either, uh, Joel. No, it's just limited. They just mostly the, it's like their own players. Uh, it's like if uh, they, it's like if they have their own players and it's like, hey, well, sign to this promoter, you know. Because every time you see Chivas play, they're, they're the first thing the commentators say, oh, this many canteranos and this and that. I mean, yeah, you're playing canteranos, but not all canteranos are are made by, are, are the same quality, you know? Like you said, you need, like, a at least another veteran there to, like, mold, help mold that young player. Yeah, and no. We you got all the young players playing together. No, we did say it. Uh, who was it that said? Well, we mentioned it. I think it was Fabian that said it, that how Chivas was lacking those type of players, mm-hmm. that they haven't had one. And it's true, they, they don't have, like, anyone in the squad that, that's that been around long enough where that was, like, they got to be, like, an Osvaldo Sanchez type of figure and it's still around. Because mm-hmm. you guys could have used that that quitter Herrera, and he's down here in Houston with me. <laughs> you could have used Vela. Like, you, these guys need more. There isn't a single success, a successful team out there that plays with nothing but young players. You need some veteran players. But, you know, they, they couldn't afford him, so that's, that's you know, like a big reason he's not. How are you going to compare not... L.A. to Guadalajara? It's just, like, not the same, man. I feel like LA's got more to offer. It's probably safer, and then on top of that, again, a stupid contract. So it's it's hard. It's hard to compete with with what the MLS has to offer in terms of. Yeah, but I don't think she was has been at the we could pay you six million a year type. That's what I'm saying. Like they know? don't, they can't compete. No, I mean then they can't even compete with Tigres and and Monterrey. You know. Like when that's why you've seen all these players that like like Salcido and and um Massa and some of these other dudes they would end up in other teams because they just get paid better. Yeah. The Tigres has Semex. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. uh like back before I started being a contractor, I, I wouldn't think much of it, but a couple of years back I met like a, a Semex rep, like a small time rep. That guy was wearing a Patek Philippe, man. Those guys have money. He's wearing a what? 
a Patek Philippe, it's a watch. Oh. Okay, you're Very the pobre way, you know, because you're speaking. No, I don't have one either. I, I, I'm a, sure, I, I, I admire <laughs> But if you think about it, if a guy like that, a low, like a henchman's wearing something like that, imagine the top guys. <laughs> like, these guys have cash. Well, Semex is, the, is in the world, the second, um, they do construction material. The cement producer, yeah. And cement, but I think they do other... But they're the yeah. second biggest company in the world. Mm. Not just in Mexico, in the world. Yeah. And same with, um, same with the Monterrey, um, what's it? They got FEMSA. FEMSA. Same yeah. in the world. The second, they distribute, uh, like, sodas and stuff like that. And they're the second in the world. I mean, I, I told these guys, if, if those two wanted to, they will stack up their team, and and no one else would be able to compete with them. They could it's bring four, four. They could bring four Gignacs if they wanted to, because they got that kind of money. Yeah, like a couple of years back, they they I was surprised. I like I I even me I was in awe because they tried to buy that that striker from Brazil that uh uh Pedro or I he's in Flamengo right now. It's Pedro. They outbid Madrid and uh, I think uh, another Italian team. They they bid like eighteen million for him, and he was like Damn. twenty years old. Shit. And Madrid bid like a uh, twelve or something. And I yeah. Was like, Man, these guys got cash. They're what I mean. Yeah. That used to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you missed it. I think you missed the part when we talked about that, because at one point, yeah, America was, was you know, their conglomerate multimedia, but. Yeah. A lot of the multimedia now is kind of gone obsolete because of the internet. So, yeah. um, you know, Televisa had control of radio stations, uh, magazines, newspapers, of course, the telenovelas, all of that stuff. And so when people turned to for that, for that info, for that entertainment, they had their hand on it. But, but then you, st- you see how things change. And now people go online and it's like, you know, they don't, they don't really watch novelas because you could go to Netflix or whatever streaming. Uh, Speak people for don't really, people, don't, <laughs> people don't listen to, oh, you still see novelas, Marimar? <laughs> Betty La Fea. Yeah, they don't listen to the radio for music now because they could just yeah. have like Spotify or whatever, YouTube. Whatever. So all of that changed and, and I do think it, they took a hit. They, mm-hmm. they took a hit in that and... and they don't make the type of money they they once did, you know. I still think they're very influential in Mex um, for a lot of reasons, but yeah, money-wise, I do, I do, I can't see them how they they took a bit of a hit there, where it's like now they got Vicks. People people don't buy magazines no more. They're trying to get they it back with Vicks Plus. <laughs> where every dude, everyone had to like do their streaming, you know. It's terrible. Like if, if you see now, even here in the U.S., like Paramount Plus, HBO Max, like yeah. everyone had to eventually do their own streaming service. I'm just glad that, you know, they don't have control of the World Cup anymore because imagine having to pay for VIX to watch the World Cup. Oh, it's on Telemundo, right? Yeah. Oh, in the U.S., you mean? In the U.S. Yeah, in the U.S. In Mexico, I actually do think that they... They will have a few exclusive matches on VIX Plus. 
Yeah, and Mexico's between them and Terra Azteca. I think they share the rights. I don't know how it's going to be because you have these other Claro and all these other, yeah, you it's, know. It's a big shit show. Have you yeah, guys I noticed I don't know how, if Fox uh, has that type of money, though, because Claro is slim. Slim could just, you know. What were you going to say, Ricardo? No, I was going to mention that. Have you guys noticed that a lot of these teams have been moving away from Fox? Like, there's a... Uh, They've been losing some rights to like uh Claro, no? To Claro yeah. and some of these teams are going back to Azteca. I think they I think they're trying to freeze out uh Fox. Yeah, there was uh like there's moving parts to this. There was a there was a, a match I think that like Fox had. I think it was like Rayados or something, and then like Claro was just streaming it for free, like on YouTube or some shit, and then they got into a feud with them. That's true. That's a good thing you bring it, Ricardo. Um, and let's let us remember um, a couple of the League MX teams were trying to buy Fox. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fox. Let's be clear. Uh, Fox Sports Mexico. Yeah, not the it's whole, different now, right? Not the whole Fox. Not the whole. What's left of Fox after Disney cut it? Then, huh? I said it's different now, right? Fox is uh, Fox Mexico is own, is like owned now, like you mentioned, it's not owned by Disney anymore. Well, Disney, well, Disney bought Fox, but then they only kept like the movies, and it's like we don't need Fox News, we don't need your Fox Deportes because they have ESPN. Mm-hmm. So they're like, all right, we don't need this. So they, I don't think they bought those. You know what was. You know those wings of Fox, and so I think those just became their own. Yeah. Like what was left of the company. So yeah, they don't have that that money that they once had, where there was like a movie studio and all, all these other things connected to it. They're much smaller, but I know Fox Mexico is like kind of its own thing, and I, I know Pachuca, Monterrey, a couple of teams were trying to buy. They were trying to buy um. Disney sold Fox Sports Mexico to <clears throat> Grupo Multimedia Laumen. I never heard of that. And that's the guy that tried to buy Querétaro, but they froze him out too. See? <clears throat> they were making a big deal about that. The El Fantasma Suarez, he mentioned that in one of his columns. He's like, like these, like they're trying to, they're not trying to inv- let anyone else in the in the party. These owners. Yeah. They, See, they that's what that's. That's in part of what I was saying about earlier. I don't know if you heard me, Ricardo, about Atletico Madrid with, when they had San Luis. Oh yeah, they tried to uh, they tried to sell it to another. Yeah, they tried to sell San Luis. So then, I mean, didn't they let go of it though? Because they were like, no, that was during the gonna... pandemic, wasn't it? Then I remember that because they were trying to they were like criticizing it on ESPN because their their plan was to sell it to another group and that group was going to rename it to, like, Cuervos, to, like, like the show. Oh, that's oh, right. Oh, so they still, they still own it, then? Yeah, they still own it. All right. But, yeah, he was talking about the politics, and it's like, you really can't do much here because it's, like, all blocked up. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, see? See? See, see? Glad you guys agree with me. Now I hope Jaime believes me more when I talk about what's going on at Chivas and with Amaury. I do think... That some of it, what's going on, has to do with 
some of those things where they kind of they get frozen out of the because like no one really buys Chiva players. You really can't hear the last time they bought a player. I mean, you you talk about Pizarro, but honestly, I don't think they ever owned him. It was like on layaway. It was like an IOU. He was like, <laughs> he's just alone. <clears throat> See, they they mentioned also on that though they were having like a whole argument because that's why I watch it because uh because they were fighting they all they're always fighting on double <laughs> w deportes and one of the Guadalajara reporters was saying was criticizing Chivas because he said that Bimbo back in the day used to pay him eighty million yeah. a season for the Pesos? sponsorship or dollars no, dollars holy shit so how like how don't they have their shit together man. <clears throat> I don't know, eighty million. That sounds too much, man. Uh, that, that's I'm what good. he was saying. A year? Yeah, nah. yeah. I, no, I, nah, I that's too much, bro. It is. I, I think. Um, I don't even think Manchester United has that kind of deal, bro. Maybe he meant pesos, but he said eighty million. I don't. I know. believe but it was. I believe you know pesos. what? It, Bimbo was though the the biggest. Uh, they they paid the most of what Chivas has made mm-hmm. for a sponsor on top of the. And the main jersey, and they were there for like ten years, um, but but once they went away, they haven't been able to like get any top top sponsor like that. Uh, I'm trying to find it. And they rejected AT and T that logo that um, America and Monterrey has. Uh-huh. Yeah, they outpriced themselves. I read about that too. Chivas? Yeah. That that they wanted like a, a crazy amount of money for that AT&T logo. Probably. I mean. And they were saying, all right, we'll, we'll pay you, but you have to make the league. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, that's where you get the most. And they declined on that and <laughs> no, no AT&T money for you. They're like, what? Liguilla, what kind of nonsense is this? Bimbo was playing America nine million. Yeah, see, that's closer. Maybe, maybe they made eight, eight million, not yeah. eighty. They could have made eight. Eight. <clears throat> Google, Google says uh, eight. For for Bimbo. Yeah. Yeah. See, uh, that's a good amount, man. I, but I don't think anyone has paid him that since. That's a lot. They say that Caliente deal is pretty lucrative for them too, though. Could be. I never felt okay with like a gambling company like sponsoring a team. That seems kind of like <laughs> suspicious. Every big league has that right now, though. Jaime, the NBA, and the NFL. Who did Juventus had one at one point? I know Where that in uh, in Europe they like. They banned in like one of the European matches. It was like West Ham versus Sevilla, and like West Ham wasn't allowed to use like the 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 jersey with the logo on there because like they're not they don't allow like gam- oh, gambling. Yeah, it's kind of like how like I forgot like certain leagues they weren't allowed to have like alcohol sponsors. Hmm. Oh, like the Costa Rica league, they they can't have that. I know, like, I think in Scotland, like, they ban, like, the beer companies to, like, sponsor and shit. 
I always wanted a Chivas Tijuana <clears throat> jersey with the Tecate logo on it. Chivas Tijuana? Yeah, back when Tijuana was Chivas. Oh. When And they were called Chivas. Well, Tapatio, right? They, they sent Tapatio to TJ, and it was called Chivas Tijuana. And Tecate was their main sponsor. And a friend of mine had that jersey too. It's sick. It looks sick. Trying to find it. No, the best jersey ever is the 1995 America jersey. The, the one oh, that wow. was designed by the Chivas? Was the it? one with the V? It has the V. The no, the one, the, the one that's like similar to the German World Cup one. Oh, that did look cool. Yeah, with like the wings. I got both of those. That one did look cool. That's when Ben Hacker was there, no? Yeah. I bought them on yeah. eBay a long time ago, and they cost a lot. No, and are they pirata, dude? They kind of like, no, they're in good quality. It says Abibas. Wow, so it's uh, Atletica was the sponsor, Chivas Tijuana, and there's a Tecate logo. That's crazy. I like that shirt, dude. I saw it's it. pretty like, nice. I was at a party, and this dude was walking. <clears throat> he wouldn't sell it to me, dude. Dude, if I... If I saw that at a party, I'd be like, where did you get this fucking fake-ass jersey from? <laughs> <laughs> no, I knew. I Because like, I had um, seen the... I was, <clears throat> that's crazy. I, there's very few jerseys I want. I want the... I want the Nike. The Nike Chivas. Yeah. Yes, that one. And there's a few, Jaime, because remember, they yeah. they had to give in to the logo changes. The Max Lube. But I want the... The first, the, the first one they did, the first version that doesn't have the logo changes, and and then the Tecate one. That's it, dude. Those would be my. Just they don't make them on my size no more, dude. I don't think they ever did. <laughs> I need like a triple XL or something. For sure, boys. Well, we're at the hour 40 minute mark. Um, do you guys have any closing thoughts before we wrap up episode 345? I Yeah, I think I, I'm glad Ricardo came in because you brought up a lot of that TV stuff and it's easy to forget sometimes, but it's still going on. You know, we forget or it doesn't get as reported as much, but it's still going on and it does have it does have effect on what happens in the league. A lot of times we don't we don't see it outright, but but it does. So I do think um, it's something we should keep an eye out for, because I do think um, it's something that could potentially happen with the league maybe um, ultimately having one like a like a TV deal, like a a, a league wide TV deal as opposed to individual. I think that's the end goal because they realize the only way they're going to sell Liga Mekis to here, the States, is if they do that. Do you guys yeah, think or, or is, that, is that is their way of like testing out the waters? Um, no? I think it's a quick Wait, cash grab right now. Wait, what's it? What Vic, would be the cash grab? VIX Plus. Oh, VIX Plus. I think they're is losing, there, they're yeah. losing I, I, viewership. I think it's just that boys like you just kind of have to do it 
because that's where the whole where everything went to you know what i mean like like those radio stations mm. uh, it's like people are, like you, you were like uh what was that heavy metal station uh, dude, what was it called um any me acuerdo there used to be a station here in la it was just heavy metal but then people weren't listening to that stuff so eventually it was like it was like quebraditas or something <laughs> and so it's kind of like that where it's like people aren't watching tv no more so you have to you just have to adapt to what and that's streaming now mm-hmm. um so i don't i don't see it as cash cards i see it as as them having trying to adapt and stay stay in the game um I think it would be I would be totally for just having one subscription for the entire league at Mekis. Like I think that's what needs to happen because right now it's it's really frustrating. Uh, Jaime, do you think people here would pay it? Absolutely. For the whole league, like like NFL pass? Yeah, they would. Depending on the price. Okay. Because like she was a bust, dude. Dude, right right now he was a complete bust. Right now, like you have to have Telemundo to watch like Chivas. You have to have Fox uh to watch like Rayados, uh Tijuana, there's another Santos, I think, too. You Pachuca. have to, Yeah, you have to have uh what's the other one? We have to have all this. Yeah, they have to have two the N. And like you need, you need the old the old parabolica, the giant parabolica to watch Liga de Ascenso. <laughs> And, like, the annoying part is uh, it's not, like, it's when your team's on the road is that's when it's annoying because, like, for example, like, Uh, Chivas played Mazatlan and, like, you couldn't watch it unless you had VIX Plus. I'm like, dude, that's fucking bullshit. Like, I'm not going to pay VIX Plus just to, like, watch one away game. Like, it's just annoying, bro. (laughs) One match every other month. See, Hall, you you were hesitant. You, You were hesitant there. Do you think people weren't? Like, do you think people wouldn't pay for it? Yeah, I, I am. I, I still think that. I mean, I'm not sure. I'm not saying I don't think. I'm saying I'm not sure. Because um, I, I if they us, won't pay, if they won't play, if they won't pay for uh, Liga Max, they sure as hell aren't gonna pay for, you know, what other league <laughs> with three no, letters. No, true, true. I don't know. Just because his his fans can be very volatile. Um, Chivas USA, like not Chivas USA, Chivas TV was a giant bust, and it was pretty cheap, man. It was over like five bucks, um, and it just it flopped hard. So I don't know, man, because they just didn't have the infrastructure in place to like do. Yeah, that. they were lacking a lot of stuff, dude. They needed they they didn't have an app. They said, oh, you can just do it from your browser, and it just they just weren't ready, bro. They they and then they eventually like. <laughs> then they, they then they're like, you know what? Let's fucking it's on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, just go to YouTube. Yeah, just go well, to YouTube. Half-assed everything. Yeah, they they needed like like like, but they were lacking content. Like they should have had like POV. They didn't have shit. Not, not dude. that type, Ricardo. Just POV like game day, like you know, like mm-hmm. kind of you see into the locker room or whatever. Uh, maybe show like forces básicas or. A post-game show. They were lacking so much they stuff. They needed yeah, archives. Special interviews. Or, like, mm-hmm. if, you're, if you're a subscriber, like, you could submit questions. And yeah. then when they do, like, oh, there's going to be a interview with so-and-so, like, submit your questions. 
and they, maybe they pick it. Don't don't matter, but eventually you'll get picked. Um, Honestly, so like, much stuff, man. I would I would just like to see the archives, like be able to watch like oh, old, old, really old, old games. Yeah, like I would but, love but to see that. Do they have? I mean, I don't know if they have tapes of that. I don't know. Like like they probably are owned by like Televisa. Yeah. But they would have to like even maybe do do like like a deal with them and be like yeah like yeah how much would you like charge us lease, to use this lease them <laughs> at least at least like the finals yeah that's what i'm saying you know? like like people don't even know like you can go to like fifa plus and like watch like all the old games all the old games and it's free you don't have to buy it you don't pay for it the only thing i don't like is there's no commentary so it's like <laughs> this is boring it gets boring yeah you want better than it's good if you're practicing, Heinway. <laughs> yeah, I was I was reading a long Twitter thread about why the um, Confederations Cup in tw- in two thousand five was like exclusive on Sky Sports Mexico, and it was like that thread is like long and very confusing. But Directv paid like four hundred million dollars to get the rights for like all the FIFA events in Latin America. Damn. Yeah, in 2004, or 2000, sorry. And it was just, like, a shit show. And, like, I remember, like, I was in Mexico during that Confederations Cup, and, like, we were, like, watching it on my uncle's, like, kind of, like, jerry-rigged, like, satellite dish. (laughs) And, like, the signal just dropped out of nowhere. And then you had to wait until the game was, like, over. And then, like, all the other channels would watch, like have the replay yeah so like you kind of had to just like wait until the game was already like over to like shit dude watch you can't even go outside huh yeah like you obviously <laughs> like this is before like the internet really yeah so like i i didn't i had no idea it was like it was mexico versus uh alemania and it, i think it, that game went to like overtime or like pks or something and like I didn't know what happened, bro. <laughs> I had to wait until like seven o'clock that night to find out like who won. It was crazy. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like Mexico, it's always been a shit show with like everyone kind of thinking like individually and not thinking as like a whole. They're not organized. Yeah, exactly. See, see, see that if that were to, if that were to happen, I think that's why Televisa's hesitant to do that. Like, because let's be honest, his own. If anyone buys that, they're gonna watch four teams: America, Chivas, maybe Cruz Azul, and maybe Pumas. And the other, and these other small teams, they're gonna want a piece, a bigger piece of the pie. Wait, you you don't think people would want to watch the Monterrey's and the? I think Tigres. Yeah, maybe, but compared to an America or Chivas, no, I know, but but still, I think they would get. No, I would. Know. I know I would, but I'm saying that's why I think people would be hesitant to get it. I don't know, bro. Like a lot of people I talk to and like know in real life, they watch like all the Mekis, even if they don't. It's not their team that they support. It's just it's just something that they have on TV, just to like whatever, just to have in the background. They used to be me, Jaime. I, I'm the same way. Like when I had when I had a lot of free time, yeah, I would any game that was on, dude. I got to see a lot of Celaya games. Oh yeah, 
Oh, I got a baby pick with Butragueño. He was holding me. I don't know if you're lying. I, I, I swear. I want to believe. <laughs> I swear. You were in Celaya. Where were yeah, you? I got, I got family in, in, Celaya, in Celaya and in Mexico City. Oh, man. That's a cool pick to have. <laughs> but I don't have it. It's one, it's, a, it's one of those old cameras with the that would print them out. Yeah. Oh, like and the Kodaks? Like yeah, it's Polaroid. an old camera. Yeah. yeah, and it's in Mexico. Ah, uh, that's pretty the cool, cam- though. No, the, the, the picture. Yeah. The photo. So, wait, you, they took it to the game, or? Yeah. Yeah. That's Can pretty cool. Get... Damn, yeah, that is. Ooh. Yeah, we did it. I like watching him play. For sure, folks. Well, we have uh, some interesting matches this weekend. We'll see how they go. Chivas, are they going to go another week without winning? They play against Necaxa on the road. I think they could beat Necaxa. I, th- I thought they were going to play Monterrey. I must have been looking at the wrong calendar. I was like, dude, that that would have been like perfect for Buse. He would have he would have smashed. Well, two birds with one stone. Yeah, he would have been the interinos layer man. He took out a. He took out a that Leano. The the best part about that match is that uh, the Chivas players are paying for the tickets, so it's going to be free, free entrance for fans that want to go watch them. I wonder how that works, cause I'm like, you know. Not sure how it works, but it's on a, it's on a Tuesday. So they they'd rather pay for the tickets than actually win a game. <laughs> nah, they, they they were saying like, you guys backed us up against you know, Atlas, and now we wanna we want we want your support to continue. So this that's game's that, on that's us. That's an equipo chico action though, Joel. It does sound like it, but I they're allow trying it. to. They're trying so hard to like, you know, apologize. No, they're they're trying to like make good. <laughs> they're trying to make good with the fans. You know, they're trying to be like, hey, look, we know that we're in a fucked up situation. Like, we're doing our best, and like, here, like, we're literally paying you guys to like support us. <laughs> but it's just like I don't know, man. It's just embarrassing. It's very embarrassing at this point. <laughs> That's the problem with Chivas. Like, no, every the play, all the players stay, and they're always switching coaches. It's a mediocre team. Damn. <laughs> and and I'm gonna say right now, I'm I'm gonna give my hot take. Marco Fabian is better than was better than Alexis Vega. Oh. Oh yeah, he was. He, Damn, he was, I don't know. And and all the hype is around Vega right now, and and all he's known for is scoring on Atlas before or the leggy bottom. <laughs> he he's, he's right, dude. Right. No no lies detected. Yeah, that's a bold that's quick. a bold statement. Nah, dude, people forget, man. He he whooped on Barca, dude. Yeah, that's a friendly, bro. Against like a he, Barca B pretty, side, they didn't even, they didn't even have their best players. I know he did it. You know what? Got... We still have, you know, we still have to see what Alexis does with Chivas. He's got 
20, 20 goals in 106 appearances. Marco has uh, 48 in 193. But so, he wasn't a striker. Vega's not a striker. I thought he was. No. <laughs> he plays on the wing. I think right now at the current like trend, like he's 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 basically like he's basically gonna like equalize Fabian as far as goals, but we'll see how long he stays here. He does have a European clause. He'll end up in the MLS though. I don't see nothing special. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, I do want to give a quick shout out to Leo Ney. He said Ricardo's right. Knowing that Amaury is the is new, they might need to look at the books to win. I don't know what that means. Uh, most people never see his books, but it's okay. I don't know if he was talking in regards to like. Not willing to invest in the team because he's kind of being audited right now. But Or he's scared to be audited. Yeah. But I uh, appreciate you, Leone, for hopping on YouTube chat. Uh, we will catch you guys next week. We try to be consistent here. Um, but, yeah, follow us on Twitter. Make sure to uh, just let us know what your thoughts are as far as Liga Mekis. I know we talked a lot about Chivas today, but I did talk about VAR. I'd like to see some some changes in Liga Mekis refereeing. But uh, we'll definitely be here next week, and I'm sure we'll have some more controversial takes. But I appreciate you guys for, for hopping on tonight, and hope everyone has a good one.